So you've got a note that we've got a note here just around the fact that mainstream education caters least to the areas of society we need most. Do you want to unpack that a little bit? The challenge we have now is that we are in a time now more than ever where like innovation, technology, opportunity, all those things are ballooning, right? Change is happening like faster and faster. Like you can, I can throw buzzwords out that automation, AI, we've had Web3, got crypto, we've got blockchain, we've got 3D printing, we're, you know, driverless cars. We've got so many, there's so much, you know, what's the term for like longevity velocity? I can't remember it. It's like at some point, maybe in the next like 15, 20 years or something, like a medical science and breakthroughs will enable us to live like an extra year longer for every year we're alive, like the pace of like that innovation, which is like longevity will be like lives will become incredibly longer. These are all things that like people are really working on. Like there's really good progress being made on so many innovations right now. And that creates a context where we're likely to have a lot of change and where, so this is the buzzword and the vibes right now is that people will be made redundant. And people will be, you know, you'll be studying something now that'll just disappear and the rug will be pulled from beneath your feet one day. Not so sure if it'll be completely as, as radical as that. You look at one example is probably say Uber and taxis and how that's impacted taxis. So like, yes, taxis haven't disappeared just yet, but it's taken a massive, it's taken, it's a massive ax to it. It's been heavily disrupted. It's changed it for, for it's changed like work for like every taxi driver now and in the long term you know like the uber way is going to become more advanced so i think most kind of conventional traditional say career paths facing that now our education system was designed for a very like simple single track kind of career the problem now is that when the only constant is change then how do you prepare people for that and what should education look like for that and when there's so much like uncertainty and change coming, I think the biggest thing we need is people who are like very anti-fragile in the way they think about things because they can deal with challenges and overcome them. Very growth mindset based so they can actually confront that and move on. And also creative, right? Because when things are changing, like if you're a lawyer, okay, lawyers probably not just going like to disappear, but like in the next couple of years like we're going to need this whole new legal structure to deal with like it's already a big thing like cryptocurrency blockchain how to do it legally how do you do it legally well it's a new thing so you need new laws so you need new thinking so the rigid thinking that we're so conditioned to do in this whole like do the test listen to the teacher listen to the person at the front of the room style of learning it's just super outdated is so poorly aligned with that future where people need to like go and find and discover the new things and be creative about how we create that, that I come to the conclusion that the, the education caters least to the areas of society we need the most, which is people who are like entrepreneurial, people who are like dealing with innovation. Cause if you think about it, the entrepreneurial thing or the creative thing is to go, here's this thing that doesn't exist that I'm the first to see that some portion of the population thinks is crazy. Some, por some people think is a gimmick. 
and and a lot of people might laugh at me for like trying and attempting. So I've got to overcome that to put something that's unique out there and not even be obsessed with it being perfect the first time, but be willing to iterate and improve and stick with it and then see it through. And along the way, I'm, I can't be pre-educated on it. I can't be qualified for it because it's completely new. This is the, the thousand doors. This is the Christopher Columbus. This is the unique discovery territory we're talking about. Like you can't really learn how to do it because it doesn't exist yet. The degree for it is in the doing of it. The degree is simultaneous. It overlaps completely with the process of execution. You are learning to build the, the plane, uh, the parachute as you as you're falling out of the, the airplane. So you think about all those things. It's the complete opposite of what we're wired to do in school. Think about it in school. I tried to like unpack it a bit here, but it's kind of like, here's what you have to learn. So in other words, like you're not selecting what you learn. Someone's telling you what's valuable to learn. This is what you will do instead of like looking for a problem that hasn't been solved and going to choose it. You're sitting there. This is the right answer. <laughs> in reality, there's, there's no right answer because no one knows yet. You've got to like figure it out. This is the standard that your work needs to meet. For example, this is the mark you need to pass. Whereas in this stuff, your standards you put on yourself, because no one puts standards on your work as much as you will. The standards you set are everything. Get it right the first time is the attitude in schooling and mainstream education. Here, you need to be willing to get it wrong the first time to actually improve because it hasn't been done before. The first version is going to be shit. No talking in exams at school. Whereas in this, the only thing that makes sense to do is to talk to as many people as possible because you're just going to get vantage points on the thing you're building that's new and for the first time. You've got the tyranny of numbers and metrics. Whereas in this, you can't really predict. You can't quantify. You can't say it's good enough or bad enough until you've tried it. Anyway, you can just keep going on and on and on and just look from column A to column B, right? How does school and stuff prepare you to think about this? And how does like being brave and taking on new risks, how should you, how can we best optimize someone to perform in that situation? And I keep going down this list, which I could have continued with, and everything is the opposite of what it should be. Everything is the opposite of what it should be. And this is why so many entrepreneurs we're just talking about is the extreme end of this spectrum because they're normally taking the biggest kind of biggest and craziest risks. Artists are the other main category, but you can also think artistically and entrepreneurial about any other field like law, for example, or medicine or being a psychologist or anything else. Jordan Peterson is a psychologist, right? But pretty innovative and unique and proactive and he's a dreamer in his own right. So that that's just like the contextualization of it. And it's just, I don't know. For me, it is just kind of crazy. It is just kind of crazy. Because there's a lot of those people, that's why I think they are rebels at school. Like Einstein, rebel. Steve Jobs, big rebel at school. Richard Branson, dyslexic. Like uh, Elon Musk, like killed the sciencey subjects, like flunked the other ones. Cause he's like, what's the point? Like they're not, the other thing I've noticed is that 
you know, universities will want like the top five people that like graduate in a year group, for example, because like they get the best grades academically. So like that's the ones that they want at university. If I'm picking people for constant student based on what I've learned so far, I kind of want people who are not in the top five or the top 10 necessarily, but like the next category down. A lot of them turn out to be like the incredibly like high potential people. Like they have a high degree of competency, but they're not like bookie. Most of the people I know that are really like uh, the typical, like the, the epitome of say a constant student or this cr kind of creative young person that we're finding meeting more and more of, they're not like the ducks. They're not the head of the year. They don't get the highest marks in school. They're kind of like in the top 20, but not in the top 10 percent and lower. And like, you know, there's, there's examples. There's plenty of exceptions to that. I'm just talking about that's the most common category. To me, that's fascinating. It's like, let, let the universities have the top five or the top 10%. I'll take the next category down for constant student.